Hey, this is ZZ for my latest sponsor, ExpressVPN. You know, Netflix has different content available to users depending on where they're located. Netflix has thousands of shows, but you can only get access to a fraction of that because of where you are. If you're utilizing Netflix without using ExpressVPN, it's like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. So how does this work? ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. I'm talking like Star Trek, the original series on UK Netflix, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Canadian Netflix, Rick and Morty on French Netflix, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Indian Netflix, the Harry Potter movie series on Australian Netflix, the list goes on and on. In the easy household, we utilize ExpressVPN and we've unlocked so much content that my family and myself can enjoy. But then you might be like, Eric, we can use other VPNs. No, 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 no. Listen, blazing fast speeds, stream in HD with zero buffering, compatible with all of your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, and it encrypts your data. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. Look, be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com Zane. Don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash Zane to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill hello, 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 hello. welcome into the eric st joe podcast a daily show where i discuss news nonsense and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week right here in the posh beautiful baldwin ace hardware fear bunker studio baldwin ace hardware a beacon of diy awesomeness in the northland all right, let's get after it. Holy cow. An unbelievable weekend of football again. And look, there were four games, and I had all of them correct. Full on Zane Adamas, Stone Cold Locks of the Week predictions. Um, absolutely stunning. I am so impressed with myself. For what I was able to pull off yet again. My God. Chiefs, Jaguars. Now, I tell you what. The Jaguars have improved an incredible amount since when the Lions beat the shit out of them. Um, but holy crap. That was, uh, that was impressive. Uh, Kansas City ends up beating the Jags 27-20. to and it what was crazy in that damn game is that uh, the um, freaking uh, uh, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, gets hurt in that one. And then, holy crap, uh, they're off and running. Um, Jesus, I did not uh, expect. Uh, it was weird because he, you know, game starts, Mahomes gets hurt, and that's rough. Those ankle injuries are just absolutely ridiculous. 
And, um, man, the fact that it rolled up on him like that, really, really devastating. So you're thinking, oh, no, what's going to happen? And they bring out Chad Henney, which, who, fuck, I didn't even know Chad Henney still played football. In my mind, Chad Henney, uh, I remember him at Michigan in, like, 1974. Are you kidding me? Chad Henney? And then he comes in and leads them right down the fucking field like a 99-yard jo- uh, drive. The guy, he doesn't do shit. I think there was a, a, a moment a couple of years ago when he entered a playoff game for the Chiefs and did very well. But it's escaped my brain, you know? It's just it's the last time I thought about Chad Henney was the last time that fucker probably played football. And that might be the greatest job in the NFL. Backup quarterback. Oh, just think about it. You don't have to do shit. You just hold the clipboard. You make millions of dollars. That is incredible. And your brain is not mush when you, when you're finished with your career, you know, because a guy like Patrick Mahomes, as much as everybody loves that guy, let's be honest here. His brain is going to be full of CTE when it's all said and done. He's probably going to be in a wheelchair. Uh, it, you know, it's just remarkable what it what uh, what that does to the human body. Backup quarterback is where it's at. But um, you know, off and running, and Henny <clears throat> he performs very very well. And then um, what they do to Mahomes is um, they they shoot him full of medicine so that he can come. He tapes it up, whatever the fuck I don't know. They give him some cocaine or who knows heroin. He's back on the field, but he's limping around like an asshole. And it's like, dude, fuck you. Sit down. We got this. Uh, we got we got Chad Henney. We don't we don't need you. Just uh, relax for the rest of the game. But no, uh, Mahomes comes back in and he's literally at key points in the game, hopping on one foot while he's throwing the ball. I don't know how he does it, but um. Trevor Lawrence is awesome. I love that guy, but now is not his time. Uh, there will be. I, You know what's a great story is the fact that last year at this time, we were finishing up the saga of the Jacksonville Jaguars with uh, Urban Meyer. And that was easily um, the most cataclysmic of coaching moves that has ever existed in the history of uh, professional sports. You bring on this piece of shit who is like kicking the kicker and acting like an asshole and and uh, uh, molesting women on a dance floor. Oh, my God. And the team was absolute shit. They gave up on him because he's a dickhead. And for them to come all the way back um, this year and perform as well as they did is saying something, you know, and they kind of, they didn't, well, they didn't win, but they gave, they gave the Chiefs a damn good fight. And considering the fact that what they did the previous weekend when they came all the way back and beat the fucking L.A. Chargers, that was awesome. So good on them. Still think the Lions are better than the uh, Jaguars. The Lions would have beaten half the teams in the playoffs. I really believe that. But um, all right, so you got that. Now, also this happened in that game, um, in in the Chiefs game. Some reporter, oh, this was great. What is her name? Maria Taylor. She works for NBC Sports. 
This is Maria Taylor right here. You don't see her right now. Hang on, I'll get her. I'll bring her in. Where are you, Maria? There she is. She's lovely. Beautiful little hat there. Doing her thing. Professional. But uh, shit went sideways for Maria Taylor. Audio check. Video check. Oh, no. Check this out. So game one of the divisional round is done. The Kansas City Chiefs, they move. Oh, we got to do that again. The volume was a little low for you. All right. So game one of the divisional round is done. The Kansas City Chiefs, they move. <laughs> yes. The Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> All right. So game one of the divisional round is done. The Kansas City Chiefs, they move. Oh. <sighs> She's such a professional, though. It didn't trip her up at all. She just said Kansas City Chiefs. All right, so game one of the divisional round is done. The Kansas City City Chiefs, they move. And she didn't do anything. I mean, if that were me, if I were on live TV and I said Kansas City Chiefs, it would have been the Kansas City. Oh, fuck. But not her. No. She just said the right word. And that's a pro. All right. So game one of the divisional round is done. The Kansas City City Chiefs, they move. Oh, yes. So not only do we get to see Maria Taylor's expertise and her professionalism and not getting tripped up by the fact that she just said Kansas shitty Chiefs. But she said Kansas shitty Chiefs on TV. So that's fucking great. Also in that game, referee Sean Hockley. This is a, a quick clip. But uh, Tony Romo's talking, you know, doing Tony Romo things in the broadcast booth with uh, Jim Nance. And the ref... Uh, wants to make a uh, a call. And so he turns on the mic and then finishes his conversation. So he's kind of like on a hot mic and it's going out to TV land and everybody in the stadium. Audio check, video check. First person you'll hear is Romo and then you'll know when you're hearing Sean Hockley. Henny got hit. Everybody shut up. Okay. I like Romo. Okay. He's talking about Chad Henny getting hit. Ref says, everybody shut up. Romo goes, okay. Henny got hit. Everybody shut up. Okay. <laughs> so everybody in the stands hears that. That's great. That is Sean Hockley. The, uh, he's been a ref for about seven years. His dad was Ed Hockley, or is Ed Hockley. That's the ref who looks like a WWE wrestler. Like his arms are just jack. He's like, he wears too tight a shit, which is, I love that. Uh, I don't think he's a ref anymore. Speaking of refs, uh, legendary hockey ref Terry Koharski calls it a career. This is a tangent. I wasn't even going to talk about this. 
Terry Koharski from the famous Koharski Refing family. You're like, what? Huh? His brother, Don Koharski, I've talked about this before, was the guy who um, made a ba- made, made a call and the and the ref and the coach of whatever team, uh, Jim Schoenfeld, uh, was pissed off and uh, uh, screamed at him to go eat another donut. Jim Schoenfeld of the New York of the New Jersey Devils taking on Don Koharski. It was brother Terry uh, from the famous refing Koharski family's family uh, refed his last game in the American Hockey League is retiring. And I've known Terry forever. And uh, so that was it. That was the end of that was the end of his career. But this is what happened to his brother years ago. Don Koharski. Audio check, video check. Gotta even things up with the Bruins tomorrow night. Coach Jim Schoenfeld is still seething about the work of referee Don Koharski in game three. After the game, Schoenfeld met Koharski as the ref left the ice. And while the exchange was heated, you will see in this tape the reports that Schoenfeld pushed Koharski are erroneous. Okay, so Koharski did a, a crazy like FIFA soccer move where Sean Feld barely touched him and Koharski act like he fell. And then Koharski says, you pushed me. And Sean Feld said, it was your fat gut, you fat pig. Have another donut. <laughs> you fell, you fat pig. Have another donut. God, I love this. I mean, he's not telling him to go fuck himself. He calls him a fat pig. That's a key. If you're going to be on TV, by the way, these refs aren't wearing helmets. It's so old school. If uh, if you're on TV and you wanna and you really want to make sure that what you said gets heard, don't swear. Call him a fat pig and tell him to go eat another donut. You mean have another donut? What is he telling him to take off? He didn't have his toque on it. Pete Rose obviously missed the point with Pelot, and he should have. Uh, shut up, John Saunders. May he rest in peace from Western Michigan University. You fail, you fat pig. Have another donut. Have another donut. Well, the ref is Don Kaharski. His younger brother is Terry. And uh, we've had a lot of laughs over the years. And his uh, his final game in the American League was the other night. So that was cool. Shook his hand. Got a picture with him. Great guy. 
Great, great guy. All right. I completely digress, though. Uh, I was talking about referee Ed Hockley and Sean Hockley, and suddenly I'm start talking about fucking the hockey game. Back to football. So the Chiefs win despite the ankle injury from Mahomes. But if you're a Chiefs fan, shit, man. Fuck. Now the guy's, he's nicked. I guarantee you he's sore as shit today. Oh, my God. It rolling your ankle. It looked rough, too, because I guess some player fell on it. You know, it was all twisted and stupid. Good God. Also in the AFC, um, DeMar Hamlin magic uh, be damned. You know, everyone in the country, on the planet, rooting for the Bills with the exception of Bengals fans. And you gotta love Joe Burrow. Ice in his veins, you know? Um, he The fact that the Bengals were the team that was on the field when DeMar Hamlin went down not even three weeks ago. And they just march into Buffalo with shitty weather conditions and tell the Bills to go fuck themselves. Oh my God. 27 to 10, and it wasn't that close. The Bills come up short again. Now, seriously, you might as well move the team at this point. Uh, what your team has been through, uh, those fans are, are uh, you know, I don't know who's had it worse. The Lions fans who've just you know completely never been or the bills fans who've been and then fuck it up all the time i don't i don't know what's worse in fact we got a great opportunity now to finally get Stu McAllister on because the word on the street is Stu is no longer working at this time of the day and that um he started out 2023 like he started out 2022 by starting and then quitting jobs. So I've been trying to get Stu on forever and I, I'm never able to get him because he's working at some job that he had. Don't even say it. What? What's the matter? <laughs> what? Are you talking about, uh, am I going to make a bad joke about Damar? <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you. Oh, God, it was brutal. I've got some catching up to do with you. All right, very good. Let's do it. The first thing is I'm able to talk to you now. I heard through the grapevine that um, you, you've taken, you're going to take your talents to another employer. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Yes. Well, you can't, you got to be. <laughs> hey, look, it's your livelihood. You got to be finicky. If it's not working for you, get the fuck out of there. Well, I mean, um, I, I'm not going to lie to you, Zane. That job, I, I like that job. I was getting that job. That job was destroying me physically. Oh, okay, <laughs> my, yeah. My shoulders were, I was waking up in the middle of the night in pain. And I'm like, I, I, it's not going to get better. It right. wasn't one of those, oh, Stu, you're a huge pussy. Just get in shape. It right. wasn't that. Right. I'm an old man, and this stuff isn't good. Well, I rem- uh, yeah, because we did have a conversation that we, we, uh, we, we didn't discuss. I didn't discuss it on the podcast. Mm. That you were having. Uh, now, I don't even really t- uh, technically know what you were doing, but someone said something about you were moving patients. No, no, not, I never touched a patient. I never touched a person. We were, uh, I was delivering medical equipment 
and uh, hospital beds are considered medical equipment. Oh. And um, so I was moving a lot of hospital beds. And oh. I, I, I felt like they should have renamed the company Two Men and a Hospital Bed. Oh, so. it was a bitch. It was a horrible, horrible yeah. thing. So though you liked it, it was going to kill you. Yeah, it was just, I hate to say it, it was too much. It yeah. Was, it was beyond my, unfortunately, old man body capabilities. Yeah. No, fuck that shit. So thank God. <laughs> All right, so but it's excellent that it happened because uh, now I can actually get you uh, at least for a little while until you start the next gig. Uh, yes. you know on on the show, a lot of people saw your table smash, um, <laughs> Stu. You went on Facebook and normally you'll do, but you did like a table smash, but it was only like an honorary. It was to it was to actually um, uh, exemplify the lackluster um, uh, attempt by the Bills in that game. Oh, yeah, it was awful. The The table smash was awful. I mean, I did the table smash awfully on purpose, but it was so fun. Right. It didn't do what I thought. I mean, it, it, I wasn't expecting what happened. The table just sank into the ground. Right. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I, um, that the table was going to hold you up for a second there. It, it literally went six to eight inches into the ground. Oh, I struggled God. to get it out. So, you, so the ground isn't quite frozen, and it was like you were uh, putting stakes in the ground like a tent. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I thought I was just going to fall on it, like you said, but it it went into the ground. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, Bill, or, or uh, I mean, yes, to the Bills, they that was uh, uh, a fucking what? Talk about laying an egg. Oh, oh, everybody puts it on the coaching, on the, the defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, the offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. I don't know, man. Yeah, it was horrible. horrible. Well, the Bengals are pretty damn good, and I knew going yeah. in that you were going to have your hands full with them. They don't give a shit about DeMar Hamlin. They're like, <laughs> fuck that guy. You think you can come in? You think you can take over this game just because a guy had a, had a grabber on the field? Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, they they were definitely fuck you from moment one to moment end. It was yeah, oof. It, yeah. It's, it's, I was in a bar and there were way more Bengal fans in that bar than I thought there would be, and it pissed me off because yes. my brass knuckles were at home. Well, those are disgusting people. You know that Cincinnati's Bengals. Yes, Bengals fans are animals, and uh, <laughs> you know I um, I everybody loves the Bills, but I you know if you're a fan of that team. I again, I don't know who's had it worse, Lions fans or Bills fans. I'm going to say Bills fans because talk about, I mean, the Lions get you excited when they get a first down, and we're happy with that. <laughs> the Bills have great years and go to the Super Bowl, yeah. and then they play like a fucking uh, a shit bag team. You yeah, know? Dumps, dumpster fire, man. It was, it was, yeah. It's uh, it's bad because everybody uh, on Twitter is losing their fucking mind about it. Everybody's like, fire everybody, get rid of Josh Allen. Oh, my God, start over. I'm like, get a hold of yourselves, everybody, right? Get a hold of yourselves. Yeah. My but God. how do you get over the hump, man? I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to be a team that goes to the playoffs every year and loses in the wild card or divisional round. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because last year they blew it in the last you know, a minute, you know, they had yeah. Kansas city on the ropes. So, and, yeah. and, and that was, um, but this year, I mean, that whole game was shit. You oh, basically, yeah, yeah. basically those poor people paid money to sit in the fucking snow 
And the best part was seeing Damar Hamlin. And then everybody else was like, fuck. The, the, the fans were hoping that all the Bills players had the same fate as Damar Hamlin. <laughs> they were that pissed got off. enough AEDs in the stadium? Yeah. yeah. If, those play, if, if all those Bills players had a cardiac arrest, the fans would have cheered wildly. That's how bad they were. My God. They would have had to play the game in a neutral field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was so <laughs> fucked. Well, okay. Sorry about your stupid team that they're a bunch oh, of assholes. Fuck them. And yeah, uh, them. and uh, so what's next? Are we uh, you going to take a couple days to regroup and then uh, do, do something else? Yeah, I uh, the new job. I started doing stuff on Wednesday. Oh, you already got the new gig. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Know. Yep. I mean, I I was looking after like my shoulder started grinding. I'm like, oh my god, I got to start looking. So, Holy shit. I think I found something, and then even with the new job, I might be able to talk to you while I'm doing it. So, okay, see. all right. Well, yeah, I'm so glad that you quit that job because I couldn't handle not getting you on the show to talk about important <laughs> things. <laughs> very, very important things like yes. the Buffalo Bills. Hey, you know, I notice every day you're selling some new merchandise. I, I, I'm beginning yeah. to think that your home is just a warehouse for sports memorabilia. <laughs> Two of my rooms kind of are right now. Wow. It's, uh, it's atrocious. Jesus Christ. You've, so yeah, you, know you bought all that shit because you wanted it or you wanted to sell it? Uh, well, it started off with me buying stuff for me, yeah. like I'm looking for Buffalo Bill stuff or just weird random stuff. And then it turned into like, oh, this is a pretty good deal. I can probably flip it. Okay. And then, uh, so it sort of turned into that. So, um, there's the discussion about you burning things. Like you burned a lot of <laughs> Packers gear and you, you burnt Brett, uh, Brett Favre gear. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. um, you know, the uh, uh, synthetic material of those jerseys, is you're probably getting some type of uh, uh, lead poisoning or something. <laughs> I did feel lightheaded after I burned a couple of those jerseys. Yeah. I mean, they, they went up real quick and it made me go, people wear these things. Yes. This is, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you're, you're, and then you're sitting there breathing in all this smoke and shit. My God. Yeah, I probably got about six months. Yep, yep. Giving yourself cancer, man. You're like a fucking one of those guys that worked on the pile at nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> those guys, they like they all they all cleaned the shit up, and they were dead like six months later. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> it's worth it though. I burned a Brett Favre jersey. Yeah, totally worth it. Okay, have a good one. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Okay, see later. ya. There you go, Stu McAllister. Uh, getting caught up with him and all the things going on in his his life, and talking about. The fucking Bills. Fuck off. Put those fans through that shit. You show up there. Did you see Stefan Diggs, who's like, if you throw a ball even anywhere near Stefan Diggs, he's going to catch it. Okay? And uh, 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 Josh Allen, is that his name? Josh Allen, he's the quarterback. He's on the on the sidelines with a coat on and a hat, and he's looking at the fucking iPad or whatever. Go, okay, let's see. I shouldn't have thrown that one. Oh, swipe left, swipe left. And then Diggs is like in front of him going, motherfucker, I was wide open. What the fuck is wrong with you? And his hands are out, and he's bitching at him, and Josh is pretending like he doesn't see him. It's like, you idiot. What the fuck? Why do you become shitty at key times, you dick? Oh, my God. 
And then if you're Joe Cool Burrow, did you see that? The uh, after the game, uh, some reporter goes up uh, to Josh. Uh, uh, they were talking about um, everybody was making plans about playing in the AFC Championship game at the neutral site field. Uh, be um, you know the the Bills and the Chiefs at the because uh, the schedule quirk when Hamlin had that grabber. It made it so that uh, uh, that's how they would. They were assuming they'd be in the AFC Championship game. What do you have to say to all those fans that bought tickets to the neutral site AFC Championship game? He goes, "Better get a refund!" <laughs> oh my God, that guy is a bitch! Holy shit, Joe Burrow! I love the fact that you know he, uh, he comes out of LSU, and it, you know how like it is in the NFL. If you get 10 quarterbacks out of college into the pros, 9.9 of those quarterbacks are going to have to uh, uh, sit on the sidelines for five years. And, uh, and they, and you know, these are like first round draft picks. And then the coaches will be like, yes, we're just uh, teaching them the offense. No, it's because he sucks and he can't read. Okay. The guy's horrible. And, uh, and then out of the blue, you'll get one that just immediately just kicks ass. Joe Burrow was one of those. Now, he was one of the best players in college football, one of the best college quarterbacks to ever play the game. So it, it makes sense. It's about time one of these guys that they had such high hopes for shows up and immediately makes an impact and leads a team. Uh, but uh, you never know with these college quarterbacks. Uh, so often they just are shitty when they come into the league. But I love the fact that he just shows up and he does so well. Uh, a similar scenario, but even more astounding, is this Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers, who no one knew who this guy was. No one. He played for a college that is uh, not really... Well, he played for Iowa State. You know I mean? Who gives a shit about Iowa State? And... I, no one heard of that guy. And the uh, San Francisco 49ers with the very last pick in the draft, it was like they were uh, picking up their shit on draft day. And then someone said, hey, you got one more pick. And they go, oh, we do? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, that guy, whoever the fuck he is, we'll draft him. We don't even give a shit. And they they drafted him. It was the very last pick in the whole draft. That's known as Mr. Arel. Mr. Irrelevant and like the 50th round uh, every uh, player in college football had been drafted except this guy and he's sitting there uh, you know pissed off because he's not going to get drafted and then his first contract they don't even pay him a paycheck he's so shitty they gave him like Burger King gift cards his whole f- this year he didn't even make any money they gave him Burger King gift cards uh to, and then you know got him a place to live it wasn't even an apartment he lives in a fucking tent in like a uh, a homeless encampment in san francisco the only time he's housed is when the team is on the road he can stay at a hotel and even then they don't even like him there okay uh they didn't think like hey we don't like homeless people fuck you so uh he lives in a homeless encampment they give him Burger King gift cards because he's so shitty. Uh, but he, he suits up for the games. And uh, then late in the year, all their quarterbacks get hurt. 
And they go, who are we going to, let's give it to the homeless guy. And they give the fucking ball to this Brock Purdy. And he's insanely awesome. He's just killing it. And uh, now the 49ers are in the NFC championship game. Um, because the Dallas Cowboys are a huge pile of shit. Dak Prescott might be the most overrated player I've seen in my life. He was off to a shitty start early when he threw that fucking interception and he threw another one and that's it. Game over. 49ers. Brock Purdy didn't have to do a whole hell of a lot. Uh, had one touched, uh, one or two touchdown passes. I don't know. And even, uh, uh, and then their defense was great and they've got some great players in the 49ers. Debo Samuel uh, and, uh, and, and uh, McCaffrey. What's the fucking guy's name? Ed McCaffrey. No, that's his dad. Ed McCaffrey's the old man. Christian McCaffrey, the running back. And it, it's really rare that he is a solid running back. He's like one of the best running backs in the league. And the reason why he's so rare is because he's white as shit. And um, I, I get a lot of white pride when I see Christian McCaffrey run. Okay. Because he runs like all the other backs in the league and they're all black and they kick ass and so does christian mccaffrey so that's fucking sweet uh white pride because christian mccaffrey kicks so much ass uh kenny says yikes don't say those two words together man no it is true though because everybody wants to talk about it but they don't they don't really address it but it should be noted uh, after he scores the touchdown, like Jim Nance, he's like, oh my God, look at that. He scored a touchdown and he's white. Holy shit. I'm just kidding. Um, doesn't matter. Anyway, so uh, that was all incredible. Uh, Travis, Kel- not Travis Kelsey. Uh, what the fuck is the name of the uh, tight end there? Kittle. He caught a touchdown pass and then he threw it to Jerry Rice. Did you see that? And Jerry Rice hauled it in in the stands. He's like, yes, he's a perfect hand catch. Oh, my God. So, um, you know, that's awesome. I love that San Francisco is where they are right now with their homeless quarterback. And and Purdy, I, I love this guy. He looks like a child. Have you ever seen this guy's face? Brock Purdy. Look at him. He looks like a little boy. Oh, my God. Look at it. He's a cutie patootie. This officially is a cutie patootie. Holy shit. This is him when he played at uh, Iowa State, you know, doing his thing. But uh, there you go. He looks like 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 a kid. How fantastic is that? And he's just killing it. Born in 1999. Oh, fuck. Uh, Two of my three children are older than Brock Purdy. He would look at my daughter, Jackie, and my son, Jim, and say, hey, old man. So, in a way, I'm kind of rooting for Brock Purdy. Because, I mean, he's just performing lights out. How is that even possible? I mean, Trevor Lawrence, his rookie year, there was a lot of moments where he was absolute shit. Okay. 
this guy shows up and he's done very little wrong. They will take on the Eagles who just beat the fuck out of the Giants. And I knew that was coming. Again, all my picks were right. I picked all of mine right. Okay. And um, Tyler says the Eagles are going to destroy the 49ers. And I agree with you. They are. The end of the line is coming for Brock Purdy. Okay. Um, Fly, Eagles, fly. They are going to beat the shit out of them. But I'm excited about the matchup. I'm glad the 49ers are, are kicking ass. I mean, I remember growing up, it was all Joe Montana and Steve Young. So now you've got Joe Montana, Steve Young, Brock Purdy. Uh, Sam says Purdy will be the next TB12. Um, so the Eagles will win against San Francisco. And hmm, the Bengals. The Bengals are going to beat KC just like they did last year. Joe Cool is a bitch. Mahomes nicked. And you got to love what Cincinnati does. Okay? So it's going to be Cincinnati. <coughs> excuse me. And the Eagles fly, Eagles fly in the Super Bowl. Mark it down. Stone cold lead pipe lock of the week. All right. For you folks that are enjoying the show on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, it's time to say goodbye. If you want the rest of this show, you have to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. I recommend you go there, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Follow the page. Subscribe to the page. You don't miss a second of the action. Because if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, I, I cut the feed so that you can, you will go and help me build my Twitch audience. Give yourself a username. It's great fun. You can engage in the chat and talk it up with your peers. Have fun. As always, reach out to me if you want to send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. And, uh, of course, the audio podcast is always there on demand wherever you download shows. And I'm on every platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeart. Just signed with iHeart recently. It's awesome. And uh, you can download the show to your heart's content wherever you download shows. Okay, there you go. Thank you so much for watching, though, on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Full show, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. One more thing. I also have a Patreon where I put 11 bonus episodes a week on there. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Check out my Patreon for just one month and see if you like it. It's like a testing proving ground, you know? Now, that is going to set you back five or ten bucks. But if you don't like it, just cancel it. And then, you know, you've given me five or ten bucks. You've helped me. You've helped feed the dogs. But you're not breaking the bank and you're not signed up for any stupid long-term thing. So, whatever. But if you do like it, you can convert it to a yearly and I will take 10% off of what it costs for that year. So what was 60 bucks for the audio is 54. What was 120 is 108. There you go. That's it. That's my big push for me. Think about it. You're helping keep the show uh, strong with ad-free listener-supported Patreon. Facebook and Twitch. 
Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Thank you to them. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And um, you can also follow me on YouTube as well. Uh, in fact, Twitter is at Eric Zane Show. Facebook is facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. And YouTube, follow me just by uh, searching Eric Zane Show. Kyle says, how's Stu doing today? Maureen says, Eric called him earlier in the show. Kyle, he's alive. He's doing fine. <laughs> Kyle says, I can't listen when I get ready since Twitch app sucks on my phone. Get a new phone. What are you doing? Come on. Holy cow. All right. The open and live stream brought to you by A&E Heating and Cooling. Joe Martinez at 616-516-8579. Don't go without heat, for God's sake. Let's start there. If you have a strange period of time, like Saturday night at 2 in the morning or whatever, that uh, the shit goes south, believe it or not, you can get a call at that time. Now, make no mistake. You, you will be bent over the pinata by Joe Martinez if you have to get him out of bed to fix it, but he'll, he'll get your heat on. Won't be happy about it. See, if you had done the preventative maintenance, you wouldn't have had this problem in the first place. You should see Joe twice a year, once to tune up the furnace, once to tune up the AC. He gets in there on your, uh, your furnace. He's going to check all the connections. He's going to clean everything out. There's a lot of grime and dust and debris that collects on those important instruments that keep your heat on, all right? And he tunes it all, makes sure that it's running as efficiently as possible. And believe it or not, if you go a long time without your furnace being uh, maintained, it's running at uh, much less than optimum, which means you're burning more fuel, which means you're paying more each month for your energy costs. So, uh, the 79 bucks you pay to get the thing tuned up and cleaned is so important. And he can tell you how much life you have left in that thing. Once he gets a look at it, 616-516-8579, call him or text him and set that up. Please mention my name, mention my name with all of these wonderful sponsors like the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke mortgage. Oh my God. If you are thinking about getting a, um, a mortgage, the interest rate is going back down. You can get one for just over 5% now. We were hovering around 7 Okay, but it's going to drop. And that's where we're getting. The point was lower the demand by the consumer so that they spend less. Consumer spending was out of control and then inflation, tick, tick, tick. It's coming back down now. Get that mortgage. From the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Whether it's your first mortgage or your 10th mortgage, and it doesn't matter where you are in the U.S., this is for anybody in the audience, no matter where you are. Some exceptions, South Carolina, Alaska, Hawaii, and Maine. Other than that, call when you're ready to look into a mortgage or get money out of your home now to pay off a high-interest credit card. 231-332-6505. More money. More money talk. Tag Accounting and Tax Services. Another sponsor that he can service you no matter where you are. When it comes to tax time, you've got my guy, Tag Accounting, Troy Allen Ginzer. Or is it Andrew? It might be Andrew. I don't know. Anyway, Tag Accounting and Tax Services. Reach out today. 
616-301-9516 and say, yes, I listen to the Eric Zane show. Here's my $100. Do my taxes. Now, usually it's a little bit north of 100 It depends on the size of your return, but I'm just saying that roughly. 616-301-9516, anywhere in the U.S., call up Tag Accounting and Tax Services, mention my name, and off you go. If you're, like, not in West Michigan, well, hell, even if you are in West Michigan, most people do it where they just upload their shit via the online portal. He gets it, and you don't have to be there to get your taxes done. It's awesome. In fact, that's the way he prefers it. This is why you breathing down his fucking neck. 616-301-9516. Tag accounting and tax services. Call today and set up your appointment. Do not wait. Otherwise, you're going to be uh, all your documents going to be all over the fucking place. The family's going to hate you because you're white knuckling it. You're doing it wrong. You will get more money back if you call upon tag. Call today. Don't be a dick. That's not his words. Those are my words. Okay. You can start filing your taxes today, Kyle says. That's true. All right. Guess what? I need a break. I have to go tinkle. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Okay. Moving on. Joe Biden is fucked. Okay. Holy shit. This story is just incredible. Um, Actually, you know what? I'm going to save that story. I want to tell you about something else that's that's more fun. Um, Hockey over the weekend at uh, the Grand Rapids Griffins game. I was uh, reunited, reunited, and it feels so good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, there used to be a player for the a guy. Well, there is a guy named Marty Furk, and he used to play for the Griffins. And he plays for the uh, Springfield Mass Thunderbirds now in the American Hockey League. Now, Marty Furk... Uh, not much of an NHL career. So pretty much a career American Hockey League player. He has played in the NHL. He's probably, I don't know, probably about 50, 60 games, maybe a little more than that. But known for one thing, the most devastating slap shot in the history of all of hockey. Forget the American League. The National League. The hardest slap shot ever hit in the National Hockey League is by Zdeno Chara at the uh, NHL's hardest shot competition at an All-Star game in 2012. Uh, You go skating up really hard to the puck and then you let it fly and they have a uh, Jugs radar gun and they measure... The speed of the shot. And uh, he shot it at 108.8 miles per hour. All right. There he is. He's winding up. Bam. Marty Furk, two years ago, 
uh, did this at the American Hockey League All-Star Skills Competition. Audio check, video check. No cuffs on the gloves. He hit that fucking thing so hard. 109.2 miles per hour. I've talked to people that um, have had to um, defend that. Okay? And uh, they said all you have to do, all you can do is just close your eyes and hope it hits you. That's how hard he shoots that fucking puck. Um. So, but that's really all he can do. I mean, I mean, his game is lacking, and and, and he'll he'll tell you himself. He, you know, it's just not happening. Another, there's other elements to the game, and uh, yeah, a great big slap shot. And if he lets it go and it doesn't hit anybody, it's gonna go in. And if it's accurate enough, but okay. Anyway, great guy, and um, he had a he has a dog that I love too. It's uh it's a it's a Frenchie named Winston, and um, I remember he'd take he'd bring Winston to the rink and we we get to pet the dog. It's adorable Frenchie, uh, it looks kind of like Bruce actually, um, in color and everything. But so I'm like God, if I see him, I don't know if I want to ask about Winston because what if Winston's dead? And he starts crying, you know, when he when I start talking to him. But uh, uh, I ended up asking him. He at some point in the game he came into the penalty box, so he's sitting right next to me. Now he comes in the penalty box and he's fucking pissed because he got called for a hook and he knows he doesn't think it was a hook. Terry Koharski called a penalty on him. He gets in the fucking box and um, I, he's furious, and so I don't say shit. Um. A little bit of time passes, and then uh, he's only in there for like 30 seconds because the period ended. But just before that, I leaned over. Hey, Marty, how are you? And he goes, uh, good, but no big deal. And uh, then he goes for intermission, and then the next period comes, and he sits down. Now he's completely calm. So at the start of the period, you know, I uh, I have a cowbell, and I, I like rattle, and I go, come on, fans, let's make some noise. I, I want to hear from you and you and you. Let's play Griffin's hockey. It's a big deal. You know, you big dramatic, everybody's screaming and yelling, and then they drop the puck, game starts. So I get done with that, and then uh, I go, I bet you miss that, don't you, Marty? He's from Czech Republic, so he speaks with a thick accent. He goes, yes, you, yes. Yeah, I'm going to sound French because I can't do a Czech Republic accent. Yes, you are the best. Yes, you are the best. And I said, that's right, Marty. And you're the best with a slap shot. No one shoots it harder. He goes, that is also true. (laughs) And I go, yes, I love your, I love how you agree with me about you. That is also true. Awesome. And then I go, I said it. I asked, I go, how's Winston? Oh, Winston's fine. I was, oh, thank God he said fine. If he had said, oh, Winston's dead, I'd be like, oh, fucking shit, I did it. Winston's fine. And then he told me he's got a three-month-old baby now. 
uh, like Marty and his wife have a three-month-old baby. And I think he met her in Grand Rapids here. Uh, three, three-month-old baby. So Winston is taking care of the baby. I was like, oh, my God, it's wonderful. All right, well, see you around. Have a good one. Two minutes is up. Off he goes. Probably never see him again. All right. Yeah, I don't know how much how much gas he's got in the tank now. You know, older player. Okay, Joe Biden, what a fucking shithead. This all stems. Um, yeah, where is it? Did I not pull that story? Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay, sorry. Um, the fucking thing is, you go back to the moment in time with all of that drama surrounding Trump. And it can't be more awesome that he's in trouble for the same fucking thing. And I'm like, what kind of a moron are you? Knowing full well that all of that, you're in a glass house when all that shit goes down against Trump. And you have documents on you. And a, um, a, the House of Representatives is, is about to become red. And they're the ones who will be like, yeah, we need to launch an investigation about this. Yeah, we need to have a special prosecutor about this. They're going to do that. They're going to do anything they can to fuck you up. And you know going in, you've got documents. Top secret shit in like, it isn't just, at least Trump had it in his house. He had it in his goddamn garage with like his, his old Corvette. And it's like fucking in the garage. And he's got it in all different places. He's got it at, uh, he's got some office somewhere in Delaware. He's got his garage and then in his mansion, it's all in there. I mean, shit that he's had everywhere. And you know, full well, you know, full well that everybody's going to be gunning for you and uh, you, okay. Yeah. Boy, I have documents and I just made a big deal and said, Trump should be thrown in prison for this shit. But I have them too. I mean, my God. Go get the fucking documents. Stuff them into your fucking pants. Go to the fucking White House and stuff them where they need to be. Get them the fuck out of there. What a fucking idiot. Holy shit. It's it's the same thing if I I did a big fucking expose about... uh, the fucking orthodontist with the child porno. If I did a big tell all about the orthodontist with the child porno, and then I have child porno and I say, all right, come examine my computer for child porno. And they go, well, yeah, well, that was dumb. There's child porno here. I'm not, oopsie. No, I'd get rid of the child porno. Maybe that's a bad example. Maybe I should take myself out of the equation and, and, and the whole child porno thing. It might be weird. Well, anyway, my point in all of this is he could have very easily have prevented this from happening, but he's a dipshit. He's a fucking moron and he shouldn't have had that shit in the first place. So I'm glad he got caught. Okay. And now they're both in trouble. I think they should have both of their trials at the same time, I think they should both be like arrested or some shit for theft, 
Stealing. T- they should both be tried for treason at the same time. My God. Kyle says a better example would be, so there was this announcer at a sporting event who was making fun of a shot clock. What an idiot. Okay, I like that better. So fucking Biden. Yeah, the weekend goes by again. And I like how um, uh, they're, they're like barely uh, touching on these, on these things. If it was Trump, holy shit. You remember how much of a um, uh, uh, ass-kicking Trump got over those fucking documents? And now, okay, Biden wakes up. Uh, over the weekend, there was uh, but they found more shit at Biden's house. He's like, oh, I, <laughs> and then Biden says, "Yes, we got a mass shooting. We got it. cool. We got a mass shooting. That means the Today Show is going to start talking about the mass shooting, and no one's going to give a fuck about the fact that they found yet more documents." Uh, in my goddamn shed or whatever the fuck or the dog house what a dick and the fucking asshole he's he's so ridiculous suddenly he he's lost his hearing because people are asking him the questions and all this shit and oh i can't hear you i'm not gonna address it oh my god uh, Ryan indicated that when I had Trump on the other day, he's uh, Ryan even uh, points out that Trump said, Trump told you they'd keep finding documents on him. Absolutely. Trump was right again. The FBI spent, says, more than 12 hours searching his house Friday. And they found more documents. 12 fucking hours. Man, if you are a Republican, conservative, love MAGA, um, you know, all those morons, you are loving this. You are pounding your pud in glee over this. This is great. And they found more shit. Some of the items date back to Biden's time as a senator while others were from his time as vice president and Biden's personal attorney, Bob Bauer, announced the extraordinary development in a Saturday night statement. No one's talking about this. The only person to talk about this is me. The Justice Department also took some handwritten notes for further review. He said, I I can just imagine. Can you imagine if Biden is there when they're searching? And he's like, in the room with them and then they like um yeah what's this and when they find them do they actually like chastise them hey what do you think of this kind of like when you find a joint in your kid's room or something like that or porno or something like that you know oh it's not mine you know that guilty look that they get on their face or maybe like when your dog shaming and the dog kind of like is biden like that A spokesman for the U.S. attorney in Chicago who is overseeing the investigation of the documents until special counsel Robert Hur is in place confirmed the search saying that the FBI had executed a planned consensual search of Biden's home. And what's crazy is when they raided Mar-a-Lago, it was like front page news everywhere, like breaking news and strobes flashing and and, and, and police tape and all this shit raiding the fucker's house, you know? And here, you know, 
there's nothing. No one says a word. It's we his play. Not only is was Mar-a-Lago rated, but everything, every place Biden goes to is rated. The Burger King, where he gets a Whopper, is rated because they find fucking documents in the garbage. Everywhere Biden goes, they're rating, and no one says shit. Uh, it's the latest in a series of disclosures that has raised questions about Biden's handling of classified material and comes after the White House had said that searches of Biden's residence had been complete. Biden has been defiant about the issue, telling reporters on Thursday that he has no regrets about how he and his team have handled the discovery and disclosure of the documents. Well, that's a lie. If you're caught, that's a regrettable moment, you dick. You shouldn't have it in the first place. I wish I could be a White House reporter because that's how I talk to this asshole. He said, I think you're going to find there's nothing there. He told reporters, um, by nothing there, do you mean like how everything was there? Because those were found and you should not have them. So in effect, you are wrong. They were found. You shouldn't have this shit on you in the first place. And I think that that's the question that I'm not hearing that I would love to hear. Why would you have classified documents in the first place? What was so important about those documents that you thought you should break the law to take them? The same question stands for Trump. What is wrong with you? And then is it not strange that you uh, vocally were indicting Trump and you, in fact, have done the exact same thing? Does it feel weird knowing that you're a complete hypocritical fuck? You asshole. NPR headline, there are parallels with the Trump documents investigation. The investigation comes as the Justice Department investigates the trove of documents from Trump. Uh, There are now two significant parallels in the two cases. Attorney General Merrick Garland Garland has now appointed special counsels to investigate each of the former and sitting president's actions. Yeah. If you're Garland, you're like, God, you're Biden. I love you, but what the fuck? This is, if you, I cannot believe you did this. You dick. Now we all look like fucking stooges. And now both the former and sitting president's homes have been searched by the feds. My God. The Biden house has chafed at comparisons reportedly emphasizing that Biden has fully cooperated while Trump repeatedly stonewalled investigators. So the big difference is that you're going, Oh yeah, have at it, have at it. Go ahead, go ahead. You know why dickhead? Because you realize that you could look as bad as him or worse. If you don't, Who gives a shit that you're cooperating? No one gives a fuck about that. We don't care about that. We cared about the fact that you took top secret shit that you shouldn't have had your fucking old wrinkled hands on. Cock. Jesus. They went through decades of notes, files, memorabilia, and to-do lists. To-do list. One, 
steal these documents and put them in every uh, residence that I have and office. Stuff box of top secret shit in garage next to Corvette. My God. So Joe Biden is uh, is acting like this is no big deal, but I'm telling you, this is huge. Wow. K-Dub himself writes, Joe could have legit said he forgot and everyone would have believed it. Yeah, that would have been awesome. He could have just said, what's the document? What does top secret mean? Corey says one other difference is they've been trying to get these documents back from Trump for over a year and he's been fighting them. At this point, no one cares. Tyler writes to do list one figure out name of black dude who says he's president <laughs> Two, figure out why he's referring to me as vice president three. What's my name? Cole writes to do list shred stolen documents. Ryan says, we don't know how long quote they have been aware of Biden's documents, you know, and that's true. What you notice is that this didn't start to become a thing until the house took over. As soon as Kevin McCarthy was finally elected to be the speaker of the house, then suddenly, Oh, Oh, so I'm not, look, everything's off the table at this point. They're both pieces of shit. Would I vote for Biden over Trump? Absolutely. Make no mistake about that. If it be, if it's uh if it comes down to those two liars, I'm still gonna I want Biden lying to me more than I want Trump lying to me. This week on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Trucker Dan uh, joined us and uh, he talked about his YouTube channel. Uh, Dan's, what is it called again? Dan's Fishing Exploits or something like that. I don't remember off the top of my head. I talked about it in the show. I think I linked it up actually on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast in the show notes. He basically sits there on the ice and pulls fish out. And uh, then I was watching that and I asked him, I go, so uh, you, you eat that shit? And he said, oh, boy, you got to be careful. And I said, why? What's up? He goes, PFAS. I go, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard of that. And uh, he says, yeah, you have, because where you live in Michigan, there is a shoe tannery um, known as Wolverine uh, Worldwide, where they, they, they make various types of shoes. And... Uh, there's a, a chemical that they use to, um, uh, you know, improve the durability of the footwear. And the chemical is loaded with PFAS. And then that shows up in the groundwater. And, uh, and I said to him, I go, yeah, you know what? I have heard of that. 
isn't that appear isn't that appearing to show up like everywhere now and he said that's exactly right in fact it is showing up just about everywhere and you have to be very very careful of the fish you eat because cancer causing substances are in the fish and if you eat the wrong fish or too much fish you are exposing yourself to an increase increased risk of cancer I said, no shit. He goes, yeah, in, fa- in fact, the fish that I pulled out in that video right there, the uh, particular particulates that um, are cancer-causing um, kind of like settle in the various parts of the fish that you would actually eat. Like, it depends on uh, the type of fish you get and more are exposed to PFAS than others. It's very strange how it has affected the shoe, cha- uh, the shoe chain, the food chain. The shoe company, for example, uh, they use this particular chemical and then it winds up in the groundwater and then it flows through the rivers over time and streams and then it goes into the lakes and then the fish consume, uh, uh, it, it winds up in the food sources, they consume the food sources, we consume the fish, we end up with these chemicals uh, in, in our body and then we're fucking, we all get cancer and die. Chris says he's quoting Chris is quoting Dan with oh yeah that's a codfish they soak up those chemicals eh go eat a fucking donut you fat pig Chris's accent is kind of weird because he's from Maine but he lives in Wisconsin so he's got this northeast thing along with the uh, midwest thing and it's like he's the only guy with that accent uh, on the planet. It's it's exceptional. Why am I talking about this? Because sure as shit, the next day, the next day it was reported that a study from um, the Department of something something environmental research wow we are fucked we're all gonna get cancer listen to this a new study by the environmental working group has found another troubling source of pfos contamination all your questions will be answered in this article relax the study which will be published in the march edition of the scientific journal environmental research found that a single serving one serving so you go you get some fucking walleye or some perch uh at the seasons that uh, those fish are abundant and you you go to a lot of these communities like uh on lake huron and lake michigan you get these uh, local eateries that get their fish right off the great lakes and then they have fish fish fries with walleye it's incredible it's so it tastes so good it's just amazing fish and then you know you pay like five bucks and you get all you can eat holy shit well um one serving of walleye well not walleye uh they didn't mention walleye in this story but they did mention perch one serving of freshwater fish contains an average of 48 parts per trillion of the forever chemicals that equates to drinking uh, roughly one month's one month's worth of pfos tainted water one serving of fish it's the same as drinking PFAS water for a month. There's more comparisons to this that are going to make you cringe. Scott Faber, 
EWG's, which is uh, Environmental Working Group, Scott Faber, EWG's Senior Vice President for Government Affairs, called the test results breathtaking and said it shows how pervasive PFAS pollution truly is. Young lady named Nadia Barbo, a graduate student at Duke University and lead uh, lead researcher on this project, also says it's staggering. Based on the findings, Nadia Barbo said, there should be a single health protective fish consumption advisory for freshwater fish across the country. She's saying there should be a, a broad warning. Don't eat the fish. Excuse me. Now, this is from a private group. It's not going to happen because that would mean the government would basically have to decimate uh, the fishing industry. Follow the money. So they don't give a shit about your health. They give a shit about the money. The PFOS level in self-caught fish is notably higher than fish sold in grocery stores and markets across the country. So Dan sitting there on the ice, his fish, it's got to be higher in PFOS. That's why he said that. And he's right. Holy shit. Uh, Higher in um, self-caught fish than in grocery stores and markets, which are tested by the Food and Drug Administration. Um, Though still high if you buy it from the store. I'll get to that. Researchers say this will have a disproportionate impact on communities in need that rely on self-caught fish for food. So you see the the fucking poor guy, the homeless dude, catching fish in the Grand River off the bridge. He's going to eat that fish. He's also giving himself cancer. The PFAS level in self-caught fish, notably higher. Um... Self-caught fish are an important source of substance for many individuals, indicating that advisories for PFOS, 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 will disproportionately affect these individuals who cannot afford to replace self-caught fish with purchased fish. So the poor people are going to die. The data analyzed 501 fish samples from across the country. So literally 501 fish made this study from places everywhere. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Great Lakes, uh, uh, whatever. Doesn't matter where. Some form of PFAS was found in 500 of the 501 fish sampled. Most fish samples had concentrations of total uh, PFAS between 1,000 and 10,000 nanograms per kilogram, which is equivalent to 1,000 to 10,000 parts per trillion as measured in liquid. For reference, the maximum containment levels, I'm sorry, the maximum contaminant levels in Michigan for the most common type of PFAS in drinking water is a range from six to 1,600 parts per trillion. Let me back up. 500 of 501 had 1,000 to 10,000 parts per trillion. Low end of 1,000, high end of, of 10,000 parts per trillion. Acceptable range maximum is 6 to 16. The number 6 to 16 
parts per trillion is the high level of acceptable. The fish are going a thousand to ten thousand. So six to six thousand, or I'm sorry, six to sixteen part per trillion, a thousand to ten thousand part per trillion. Oh my God. The median level of total PFAS found in the fish fillets was 9,500 nanograms per kg. For the Great Lakes, the median level higher, 11,800 nanograms per kg. So that means 11,800 parts per trillion in the Great Lakes. Of the 501, 152 of those fish were pulled from the Great Lakes. On average, Lake Erie and Lake Ontario showed fish with the highest amounts of PFAS. You're thinking, oh, that, that's those Cleveland and Buffalo fucks. Yes, true, and there's a lot more industry that dumps into those lakes. But still, the most polluted fish was a yellow perch pulled from Lake Erie. Remember I said you need 6 to 16 parts per trillion maximum? This one fucking perch was 74,900 parts per trillion. It's, it's, it's just swimming PFAS. That's all it is. You cut into it. It's probably got its own flavor. Oh, my God. There's extra PFAS in this. Lake Ontario, three fish. With more than 60,000 parts per trillion. A lake trout from Lake Huron had 67,490. Numbers were lower in the fish samples from Lake Michigan and Lake Superior. The most polluted fish from Lake Michigan was a long-nosed sucker caught off the coast of Leelanau County. 43,880 parts per trillion. That's a little bit more than the 16 maximum. The most, most polluted fish in Lake Superior, also a long-nosed sucker, 37,730 caught off the coast of Ontonagon County. EQG senior scientist Tasha Stoiber said the findings not only show how widespread this is, but how the chemicals move in a cycle and end up in our bodies. This is not leaving ever. Like... If with a magic wand, all the PFOS chemicals were not used in industry and no longer dumped in our waterways, we will never see a lower number on the fish. It's not going to decrease. Um, now, what's interesting about that is I don't think they're uh, considering like when all the fish die, will the new fish have it? Well, they call them forever chemicals, so I don't know. Uh, PFAS, or which is known as polyfluoroalkyl substances, polyfluoroalkyl, I can barely say it, is a giant group of chemical compounds. They were first developed by DuPont in the 1940s and incorporated into thousands of products in the years followed ranging from Teflon to firefighting foam. In Grand Rapids, contamination's been blamed on the Scotchgard used to waterproof Wolverine Worldwide shoes. 
<clears throat> this is where it gets even more fucked. DuPont has known that this is going to kill us all since the 1950s. They discovered, there's evidence that DuPont discovered PFOS was toxic then, including that the chemicals do not break down naturally and can build up in the human body. That evidence, however, was kept in-house and the chemicals were created and used for decades. It wasn't until 05 that the EPA identified PFOS as a pollutant and labeled it a major health risk. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Now, that's the same organization, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, that half of the United States doesn't trust because of the COVID vaccine. Um, So take that with a grain of salt. I trust them, but stupid people don't. PFOS can cause reproduction issues, suppress a person's immune system, and increase the risk for certain cancers. Faber said that besides the need for more awareness on PFAS pollution in freshwater fish, the study underscores that the need for the EPA to take quick action. Uh, the EPA needs to move swiftly to set regulations for the industries mo- most likely to be dumping PFAS into the environment. Downstream communities especially have suffered the consequences of unregulated PFAS discharges for far too long. Um, And then it talks about a spokesman for the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services encouraged people to follow the Eat Safe Fish Guides that are updated annually by the state. The guidelines break down which limits anglers should follow based on feast species, where it was caught, and which pollutant is the problem. So you click on that damn thing. The hell does that look like? There you go. Eat Safe Fish Guidelines. No one clicks on this. If there were one of those old school web counters that said, this page has been visited this many times, it'll say like four because people love their walleye. And they're like, eh, they have the attitude of, ah, everything's going to kill us. Uh, Basically, this is it. Select your county. Learn about, if you you basically read, you can figure it all out about about what you should and shouldn't eat. All right, I'll I'll select my area. My eat safe fish guide from West Michigan. Uh, And it's it's a PDF. It's fantastic. All I want to look for, you know what they should do on this eat safe fish guide? You know, it should just be the front page. Don't eat this, 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 and this. But look at how long they make this fucking thing. Who the fuck is going to read this thing? All right. But it's there. I'll link it up. You can check it out. You just got to look. You know what? I actually am going to read it. Now, every year, um, and Aram asked, does PFAS evaporate into the rainwater? I do not know. They call them forever chemicals. So that's, um, every year we have a big ass fish fry up at fear bunker North charity scam. Mike cooks. We well he catches tons of walleye and perch. And, uh, we batter that shit up and we deep fry it and it's fucking incredible. It's, uh, oh my God, 
I can't I can't tell you how great this fish is. I sure hope those fish are not are on the at a level that's safe that can actually eat these fish. You know? And I'm still I still if even if I know it, if I know that this fish is full of PFAS, I may still eat it. Nate Bull says we cook on Teflon. That's worse, but they still sell that. Well, I don't know if, quote, that's worse. I'd like you to quote your source on the statement, that's worse. I don't know exactly what's worse. You seem to, but I'm just going to tell you, you're going to have to give me like some references. Because you strike me as a guy who's just going to blurt out, that's worse. And you've done no research whatsoever on that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise an eyebrow on the statement that uh, cooking on Teflon is worse than eating a fish that's actually made of PFAS. Brandis says, I just read a couple of articles. Forever chemicals are in rainwater. Oh, yeah. There you go. I trust you. Brandis is very well versed on this shit, too, because she's also a tree hugger. Okay, she's like the show environmentalist. Found that article very interesting and a little bit fucking terrifying, frankly. All right, moving on. Thank you to Sarah Honda Granville. You must test drive the 2023 Honda Pilot. This thing is awesome. Go to Sarah Honda Granville, test drive the Pilot, and then buy the Pilot. Sarah Honda Granville is the number one volume dealer in the entire state of Michigan. And they have gotten that way because of their service. You march into there and you have an incredibly painless buying experience. Buying a car at Sarah Honda Granville is uh, like no other dealership in the entire area. They are on Kennewa, just north of 44th Street. March in there, say Eric Zane wants me to test drive the 2023 Honda Pilot. I'm here to do that. Do it even if you have no intention of buying it. Just do it. Have fun. Go test drive it and say, I love this car. Um, There's no way in hell I'm going to buy it. I don't care. Just test drive that car. You're going to love it. The 2023 Honda Pilot is an amazing vehicle. They just got it a week and a half ago. And everybody's test driving that thing. Holy cow. Wait till you see it. Sarah Honda Granville. Online at sarahhondagranville.com. If you're in the market for a certified pre-owned vehicle, they have Michigan's largest inventory of certified pre-owned cars. Those are like new. They're under warranty. They're awesome cars. If you don't want to buy brand, brand new, get a certified pre-owned one. <clears throat> you got a young person in your house. You know how it is when the kids are finally getting their first car. They got a job. All right, you're getting a car. <coughs> you buy them a piece of shit. 
you can get a budget car, otherwise known as shitbox. They have a row, it's in the back, because they don't want anybody to see them, of just these dickhead cars at Sarah Honda Granville's. You can get a brand new car, of course, awesome. Certified and pre certified pre home owned, also awesome. And then a dickhead cars. It actually says, get into it. You and your $3,000 can get into a dickhead car today. Sarah Honda Grandma. And the car will run. It'll get you to and fro, but you're going to look like a cock. God bless the Kent County Health Department. What was it that Chris was telling me from the uh, Kent County Health Department? I just talked to him about that. It's something about the new fluoride updates. Anyway, thank you to the Kent County Health Department. If you need information about the WIC program to make sure that there's food on the table, you can get uh, started by going to accesskent.com slash health. Uh, inquire. See if you qualify. Every month, you can get that. Uh, uh, it's a little card you swipe at the checkout that makes sure that the meat, the bread, um, uh, baking essentials, formula uh, milk are taken care of and paid for keep the family fed with the WIC program Kent County Health Department access kent.com slash health there was a moment in the NBA game between the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies that I want to touch on this is just nuts I loved it, though. Shannon Sharp, former NFL tight end, and he's on that show called The Undisputed with uh, Skip Bayless, that dickhead. And uh, he's a uh, Shannon Sharp is a huge L.A. Lakers fan. So he's constantly talking up LeBron and, and dickhead Bayless is – Always the contrarian say, no, nah, LeBron sucks. And Shannon said, skip, skip, skip. I'll tell you what, it's great of all, it's great of all time. I, 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 LeBron James, it's great of all time. Skip, skip. You don't know what the book talk about, skip. Let's go to the tape, skip, skip. I don't want to argue with skip. I cannot believe he said that about DeMar Hamlin. About that time when DeMar, uh, DeMar Hamlin went down and then, and then Skip Bayless was like, yeah, but what are we going to do about the game? And everybody wanted to kill him because he's, he's such an asshole. What asshole is worried about the game? The guy goes down with a heart attack. He's like, yep, skip. I, I, I didn't like what you tweeted. Well, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> Got all pissed off. Lakers game. He's on the sidelines. And uh, I don't think there's any sound to this. Audio check. Okay. Watch this. Okay, he's right here. This is him. Already, he's gotten into an argument with this tall man and this tall man and one more tall man for the Memphis Grizzlies. I guess the Memphis Grizzlies players said something negative about LeBron and then Shannon Sharp didn't like it. He's like, hey, shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck to talk about. And, uh, and then this guy in the blue here, um, He's the father of one of the players on the Grizzlies. There's this stud player for the on the Grizzlies named Ja 
Ja Morant. This is Ja Morant's dad telling Shannon Sharp to fuck off. And Shannon's pissed off. He wants to fight Ja Morant. Now, here's the thing about Shannon Sharp. He's like uh, 50 years old, 52, 53 years old. And he looks like he's 30. He is bigger than a brick shit house. I think he could beat the shit out of every person in this arena at the same time. He's an absolute beast. No clothes fit this man. He's so big. He is so jacked. All this guy does is tries to master the English language so he doesn't sound like fucking dumb Donald on Fat Albert and work out. And he's only successful at one of those things. So here he is. Dumb Donald is going, motherfucker, you don't want any of this smoke, motherfucker. And look at, he's talking shit. He wants to kick ass. They had to separate him. They drag his ass out of the arena. And then he comes back into the arena after like halftime. Kyle says, can you say in Shannon Sharp's voice, that's some fine quality H2O. Yeah, that's like the water boy, right? That's a fine quality. That's a fine quality H2O. Uh, Sharp then went on to ESPN. He issued a brief statement to ESPN's Dave McMenamin to explain his side of the incident. I I looked for this audio and I, I haven't been able to find it. It looks to be just printed, I guess, but maybe if I look up Shannon Sharp with Dave McEnamon. That, that would help me. Give me a second. No. There's no real comment. Let me back up. Um... Following the second quarter of Friday night's game between the Lakers and Grizzlies in L.A., a shouting match broke out involving notable names at Crypto.com Arena. You know that name's going to change soon. Fox analyst Sh- uh, Shannon Sharp and T. Morant, the father of Memphis star Ja Morant, were seen shouting at one another courtside, needed to be separated by several team staffers, arena security, and even game officials. Shannon Sharp said, first I'm going to say it uh, in, in English. I'll read it in English. They didn't want this smoke, Dave, Sharp said. They do all that talking and jockeying, and I ain't about that jockeying. It started with Dylan Brooks. I said, this is Shannon Sharp talking, I said he was too small to guard LeBron. He said, fuck me. Now that's weird. Wouldn't he say, fuck you? Dylan Brooks said, fuck me. That, I don't know. Anyway, Shannon said, he said, fuck me. I said, fuck you back. He started to come at me and I said, you don't want these problems. 
and, which I love it when people say that. I mean, especially if you're a guy who I know can back it up, like Shannon Sharp. That's true. I mean, if Shannon Sharp looked at you or I and said, hey, you don't, you don't want these problems, you're going to go, what? And then he's like, you don't, you don't want these problems. Oh, oh, you don't want, you're right. Because look at you. You're built like a brick shithouse. Uh, brick shithouse. Fuck. Now I sound like Shannon Sharp. Um, and then uh, Jacques came out of nowhere talking. He definitely didn't want these problems. Then the dad came and he obviously didn't want no problems. But nobody wants problems, I guess. But I wanted, but I wanted anything they had. Don't let these fools fool you now, is what he said. Now, that was in English. And Shannon Sharp, which is its own language, that came out as, they didn't want this smoke, Dave, Sharp said. They do all that talking to Jock, and I, I, I ain't about that Jock, and it started with Dylan Brooks. He said I was too small. I, he said it was too small to got LeBron. He said, fuck me. I said, fuck you back. He started to come at me, and I said, you don't want these problems. And then Jock came out of nowhere talking. He definitely wanted these problems. And Dad came out. He didn't want no problem. But I want all this head. Don't let these fools fool you now. And then the guy's like, what? I'm glad I recorded that. I'm going to go back to my office and translate that. And then I'll publish it. Okay. Sits down, watches the rest of the game. Incredible. Awesome. I love that. Blue State Rob suggests, how would devil voice Shannon Sharp say that? Well, we got to find that out. They don't want these folks, Dave, Sharp said. They do all that talking about jockeying, and I didn't want that jockeying. It started with Dylan Brooks. I said it. I said he was too small to go LeBron. He said, fuck me. I said, fuck you back. He started coming at me and said, you don't want these problems. And then Sharp come out of nowhere talking. He definitely didn't want these problems. Then the dad came, and he didn't want no problems. But I wanted anything they said. Don't let these fools fool you now. Well, I seem to think that that was spectacular. Excellent suggestion. Tyler says celebrity privilege. Any regular fan causing that kind of commotion would have been kicked out and banned from the stadium. That is true. He's earned that, though. Chris says it sounds uh, closer to Sharp's regular voice. All right. Believe it or not, you're not going to believe this. Believe it or not, you're not going to believe it. Who says that? I got to go pee again. And then I'm going to wrap up the show. Don't go anywhere. I've had so much fun today. Hello. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Okay. Where was I? Um, my goodness, TC Paintball, we had so much fun uh, the last time we got together. We got to schedule another one. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we were, okay, I had some cancellations on the last one. We would have been at at or near 30, at or over 30. Um, my God, Dale brought 10, for fuck's sake. TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com.
absolutely awesome. Thank you so much. If you want to schedule an event, they're always packed. We're trying to get Dickhead Rick to get the axe uh, axe throwing uh, set up. I actually had to turn down money. I had a, There's another dude in town who's got an axe throwing business. And I called on the guy. I go, hey, I want to get you on the podcast. He goes, all right, sounds awesome. And then Rick goes and gets axe, axe throwing. It's a conflict of interest. I can't do it. So I said, all right, Rick, fuck you. Uh, you win. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna take axe throwing guy's money because you're doing axe throwing. It'd be ridiculous for me to promote axe throwing guy and not you. I mean, but fucking a. Can we make it so we can actually throw the axes, you dickhead? Jesus. Oh. Book an event at TC Paintball Line at tcpaintballgr.com. Fully stocked pro shop, the absolute best. And look, I watched this happen. You can wheel and deal with Rick. You go in there and you want to buy something new or used, you know, you start to like, well, why don't you throw in this? Can you throw in that? You, uh, can you knock this percentage of, how about I pay you this? He's all about that. You can, you can, uh, do not pay full price bargain with that motherfucker. TC paintball. They're the best. You can't do that with an online sale. There's a business in this community where I want you to buy all your flooring. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. The lowest price for flooring in the entire state of Michigan. Without my discount. You add the Eric Zane Show discount, an additional 10% is coming off that price. They buy all of their um, uh, stock well in advance and a lot of it. So all the inventory is there on the floor, all different types of flooring, hardwood, carpet, ceramic, vinyl plank, tile, you name it, they have it. Go there, pick something out, load it up in your truck, get the hell out of there. Mention my name, save 10%, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet on Chicago Drive, Granville, Michigan, uh, right behind Little Caesars on the north side of Chicago Drive. You can find them online. This week, I'm very, very busy because I have to be at the radio station <clears throat> at about uh, 1.45. And uh, there's some things I have to do to get the huge show up and running. And then Prima Donna shows up. And then uh, we do the show together. All this week. Get done with that. And then I drive to Bosco's Pub. Now, I can't yet say for sure that I'll be working in the kitchen this week. A lot of it depends on how busy they are. The queen of the forest is training today to be one of the servers. I'm already trained to cook. I am, I can, I am a master at, uh, at cooking the fries. I know what the fuck is up. And I know how to build those burgers. I'm going to walk in there today. I'm going to see Doug and Dougie, father-son team. You need me? No. Yes. It depends. Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square, with their two latest employees, the Queen of the Forest and your old pal Eric Zane. I'm so excited about this. If you want to work there, 
you can. Uh, you can just go bang on the door and say, hey, you hiring? They're going to go, yeah. They don't have as many jobs as they used to because your old pal Eric Zane and the Queen of the Forest are uh, setting up shop. But for fuck's sake, you can definitely do that. Their burgers are incredible. I was talking to Doug about that. I go, I think I mentioned this already. How'd you come up with all these recipes? Did you rip them off the internet? He goes, nope. I invented every one of these and the sauces that go on all these burgers on my own. Even the Luigi burger, he created that. He said he, uh, a lot of them came up, it came to him when he was at the bar in there drinking and getting hammered. And then he'd come up with the, something in his brain and then he'd go make the burger. And then, oh, this tastes like dick. No, fuck this one. Oh, this one's great. It's a true story. Um, batting last in the order today, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Uh, if you need your vehicle repaired and you are in West Michigan, the trusted source where I take all of my cars, and you should too, is Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Veteran, lady, and family-owned. Local business, 616-532-6600. Their actual location is, if you're on 44th Street, just a couple of blocks east of 131 Side Street called Stafford. They're right there. Pull in. They just doubled their size that they can accommodate vehicles and uh, serve the public. Uh, Bang on their door, 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. For any scheduled maintenance, any repairs, they got you covered at Irvine's. Um, On the Patreon today, I'm going to introduce you to the dude who got his face ripped off by a grizzly bear. I mean, like, legit. And hear his story. You think I'm kidding? Look at it. Here he is. This is the dude. Now, it looks like um, only like half as... Because, I mean, if you think about it, if a grizzly bear chewed your face off, you'd look a lot worse. But this guy, he looks like a, a pretty much a normal Cedar Springs resident. I mean, he would fit right in there. He would probably be a leader in a community like Cedar Springs or any of those other places that Zaniacs live in. But you get you get my drift. Well, anyway, he's telling uh, his story, and it's just nuts. I'll cover that on the Patreon. How that all unfolded. It'll scare the shit out of you, man. Referring to Bosco's, Ryan writes, I need to go try this place. I like a good burger sauce. Yeah. None of their um, uh, burgers are served with ketchup or mustard. It's all various sauces. There's the Bosco sauce. There's the aioli. There is the um, uh, jalapeno sauce. Um, what else is there? And they all um, are mated. Uh, mated. They don't mate anything. They uh, made them like their own concoctions. Oh, there's the BJ sauce, the BJ sauce, and the BJ burger. Yeah. Um, which is more of like a sweet sauce. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, on the steak burger, the steak burger is the only one that is not a homemade sauce. It's A1. They put the burger down, they season the burger, and then 
sautéed onions and mushrooms on top of the burger. The A the A one splash on top of that, and then the Swiss cheese melts on top of it. Dawson. Everything else, homemade sauces on the burgers. Ryan says, I need to go try it. So, yeah, you do. And when I know for sure, hey, I'm actually going to be there in the kitchen on that day. I will tell you. Corey, take a dump on the griddle. When did you lose your funniness? When when did you become unfunny? Uh, Nick at the arena says, I predict 45 minute into dinner rush. Eric is in a fetal position. Maybe I've heard they're insane. Yeah. They're going to have to ease me into it. You know, I don't want to get overwhelmed. All right. I want to tell you about the, uh, this is definitely not the, uh, the way I would handle this. You ever hear a story about a, uh, a person on death's door and they're going to die. And, um, in some cases you might have a scenario where they like take their own life. They basically euthanize themselves. Uh, you hear about that from time to time. Um, that that's old school, Dr. Kevorkian. Like I, I can't put myself into that spot of chronic pain as you're dying. But let's say you got a uh, fucking 10 brain tumors and your body's riddled with cancer and even morphine's not helping you. People do this where they like, all right, that's it. You know, they're at home. And that's it. They blow their head off. Problem solved. To me, that's much different than like uh, uh, the guy. What's the guy's name? Ellen DeGeneres. What was his name? Snitch. That's what it was. Snitch or Stitch. The guy, the DJ, the DJ uh, uh, on Ellen DeGeneres' show. It was like, I cannot, but he had like a horrible mental illness and he killed himself. Uh, DJ snitch or what is that? Am I getting that right? Let's see. No, it's Twitch. Fuck. Oh, sorry. Yes. DJ Twitch. He was, um, he had a horrible mental illness and, uh, and he took his own life. And that's, that's much different than the guy who's like, fucking hey, man, I'm checking out. I, I do not have mental illness. I do not have anxiety, but, you know, every time I cough, uh, chunks of tumor fly out of my mouth, for fuck's sake. Uh, I'm going to eat this shotgun. That happens. You know, you got to respect that. You know who did that? There was an old TV show by the name of uh, Family Affair, Buffy and Jody in the 1960s. And uh, that was the one where, uh, Brian Keith was the star of that. He was the dad of Buffy and Jody and his wife had died. So he's raising the kids on his own and he's super rich and his butler is Mr. French. You remember that shit? Uh, and there was sissy Buffy and Jody. 
And Buffy and Jody were the twins, the young ones. And then Sissy was the hot one. And Brian Keith was the dad and French. The, and everything was great. And, uh, well, Brian Keith, he fucking did it the old-fashioned way, man. Uh, Maureen says the doll, Mrs. Beasley. That was uh, fucking uh, uh, one of the kids, the, the girl. I forget if the girl was Buffy or Jody. But anyway, Brian Keith, he's like, fuck this shit. And he put a shotgun in his mouth and blew his head off. <clears throat> Thank you, uh, Kenny, for that. Um, well, so that happens. But I don't think it's a good idea if you're in the hospital about to die and you convince your wife to walk, to go get a gun walk into the hospital and shoot you in the face. You're going to be charged with murder and your life is over. And that's exactly what just fucking happened. I cannot believe this. How horrible is this? So you got all the hospital workers are there and you know, the, there's the guy like Stu McAllister moving beds and, uh, you know, the, uh, the volunteers might be, uh, you know, moving shit around and, and doing their thing. And then they, there's the guy with the car with the shitty food and the nurse who's a real ball breaker and the assistants and the, and the doctors are there figuring out which nurse he's going to have sex with. And then all of a sudden, kablamo! They go in there and the fucking wall is, the guy's head's on the wall. And the, and the, the wife is there like, ah, I had to put him out of his misery. It's like, no, nah, you shouldn't have done that. Now you're going to fucking rot in jail, you dumb bitch. That has happened. Daytona Beach, Florida. This stupid whore went in and shot her 77-year-old husband, Jerry. Ellen shot Jerry in the fucking face. Jesus. Police were dispatched to uh, the story, a report of a, of a gunfire. They arrived there. They found the woman who had shot her terminally ill husband, uh, Jerry. Jerry's dead. And conf- and then she just was sitting in the room waiting for the police. Officers evacuated staff and patients around. You imagine all that shit, getting all those patients out of there. It's fucking terrible. The trauma, the, the, the trauma that you've caused for these poor people because you shot your stupid fucking husband in the face, you dumb bitch. You should have shot him at home. Or had him just to give him the gun and say, here you go, Jerry, here's a gun. And sh- if you're gonna, if you're willing to shoot him in the fucking head, you'd be willing to put the gun in his hand. This is a huge mistake. Ellen told the officers that her husband had been ill for some time and they had planned the shooting together. Oh my God. It says no one else was injured in the incident. Well, physically, but mentally. And how'd you like to be the $13 an hour asshole who has to squeegee brain off the window? Fuck me. You dumb bitch. Uh, Ellen surrendered and she's been arrested and now she's charged with murder. Way to go, you stupid dick. What a stupid, stupid woman. What a horrible thing to do. Jesus. Um, 
don't know what's going on here. Stevie writes, did she grow up to be the vampire slayer? You mean Buffy from Family Affair? Oh, that's horrible. Corey says, I was going to make that joke, but thought Eric would throw a hissy. Well, I'd say it's a horrible joke. It is terrible. My God. Yeah. I would have. And and Stevie deserves punishment for that, but I'm not in the mood. I don't want to deal with that nonsense. All right. Anyway, so that's it. What a fucking idiot. In fact, that brings us to the asshole of the day, and you know where this is going. Friday's asshole of the day was Fort Custer for throwing out all the veterans' uh, fucking decorations for the Christmas holiday. That was horrible. All right. Um, Ellen Gilland is your asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Oh, my God. Now, maybe a half a day closer to getting axe throwing. Thank you, TC Paintball, for being a sponsor of this show. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast, by all means, don't be a stranger. Just reach out to me. No pressure. Uh, everything's a handshake deal and I'll tell you how it works. Just reach out to me, Eric at ericzaneshow.com and I will take you, point you in the right direction, tell you how you can get a ton of people paying attention to you and what it is that you do at your business. But for now, that is my time. I appreciate you all very much and I will see you, talk to you on the Patreon a little later on. Till then, have a good one, folks. 